Tēnā mai haere mai ki tēnā hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Wallace Chapman here. And today on the show, residential property managers will soon need to be registered, trained and licensed under new rules. Had any issues with property managers? Get in touch with us. And the government has watered down its proposed hate speech reforms. Years of back and forth on this. What are the changes? And it's been described by the World Health Organization as one of the biggest threats to global health. What is that? That after 4.30. We check in with the snooker champs, Howard and Gore. You recall the days of Steve Davis and Dennis Taylor when you watched Pot Black on Channel 1 or the other channel. Also on the panel, do you have a cut-off time at night when to accept the call? We were chatting about this with friends the other day when an estate agent called at 10 to 9pm about their thoughts on a house. Someone saying they've got a definite 8.30pm cut-off, which a few found a bit harsh. What about you? Are they just saying, hey, I value my evenings? You can text me on that, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. With me this afternoon... Andrew Rahman, Community Leader, Advocate for the Rights of Muslim Women. Andrew, kia ora. Good to have you on the show. Kia ora, Wallace. Happy to be here. Very good indeed. Also, Peter Dunn, Commentator, Former Minister and Leader of United uh, Future. Peter, kia ora. Good to have you here. Kia ora, Wallace. Kia ora, Andrew. Good to be with you. Yes, indeed. Now, first up, residents in the Greater New Brighton area in Ototahi, Christchurch, are concerned about dogs not being kept under effective control on beaches. There have been seven complaints about dog attacks on other animals and five on people since January this year. Residents are now fearing for the safety of young children and wanting something done to discuss. Community board member for the Coastal Ward Christchurch, Alex Hewison. Alex, good to have you here. And uh, am I right, are you New Zealand's youngest elected member? Yeah, I believe so. So I was the only 18-year-old that ran at the election. Um, so I'm now 19, um, but yes. Goodness. Lower the voting age to 16 years or no? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's something um, that should go through the parliamentary process with a bit of scrutiny. All oh, right, Alex. Um, and I believe it's the best way to do so. Very good politician. What are residents saying about this dog issue? Yeah, hey, listen, um, a big concern at the moment for New Brighton is what level of control a dog should be under at the beach mm. um, and the communication between the council and dog owners and community groups as well. Um, I can't speak on behalf of everyone um, in the ward, but our beach is 18 kilometres long um, and the majority of that is bordered by houses. Um, so it goes without saying that we get a lot of dogs and families on our beaches. Um, you've got nervous dogs, children, other people on that beach, um, and even the friendliest of dogs that aren't on the leash can cause incidents. Um, as you mentioned, there have been seven complaints, and it's something that our board is looking at. It's a, it's, look, it's an it's a issue across the country, huh? The, the idea of getting uh, your dog out in fresh air, going for a bit of a run. Um, but this particular beach, it's very dog-friendly, isn't it, New Brighton? Yeah, absolutely. And coming into Sumner, myself and other board members have dogs as well. Um, and it's a great asset to our community. Um, so for us, it's about making sure that it's accessible for everyone to access as well. I'm just trying to think, Andrew, you, you, you might sort of help me on this. Is there some sort of carve-out clause for your, for your Bichon freezers, for your Chihuahuas? You know, do they have to be on leashes? Can they just run around? They're not exactly your Staffords. Well, yeah. um, Andrew first. 
Yeah, I was going to say you're asking the wrong person because I'm really not a lover of dogs. Oh, yes, okay. (laughs) Yeah, and the funny thing is that dog lovers assume that everyone else loves their dog and they tend to be really offended where you're like, go away, leave me alone. Um, But, yeah, I, I mean, I guess if they're really small, sure, why not? But it's when those big ones come bounding at you, um, Scary, yeah. And, Alex, and often they they just want to pet. <laughs> Alex, uh, yeah, and no, I think that that's a good question, and that's one of the issues that we're having at the moment is because the communication between the bylaws and residents is quite confusing. Um, we know that communication between resident groups and the council needs a lot more work, especially regarding dogs on beaches and leashes and what under effective control actually means um, and that communication does stem further than this issue yeah yeah peter what are you reckon? well alex has just raised the point that i was going to cover I, my understanding is that there is a council bylaw in place at the moment which is deemed to be adequate but the problem is it's not being enforced is that correct alex Yeah, so we have a very large beach um, and obviously you can't get to everything at the time. Mm. As a community board, what we've done is requested a meeting um, between the residents' associations um, and an investigation into enforcement options for repeat offenders, how dog parks being utilised and promoted um, and how that enforcement's actually working along our beaches at the moment. And what's what's the council's reaction? I mean, why haven't they been enforcing the law? Is it just because the beach is too long or are there other reasons? To be fair, I think they are enforcing it. There is always somewhere down, someone down there from my belief. Um, I think it's more of an issue with understanding the rules um, and there needs to be a lot more work behind the messaging behind that. Yes, uh, 162 infringements since January, uh, as I understand, 700, is that right? Alex, how many infringements? Correct me on that. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, sorry. 762, I'm reading it here since January, yep. Hey, now, so ban dogs from beaches, horrible things, says someone, so, um, you know, sort of taking off where uh, Anjum Raman left off. Uh, Small dogs are more aggressive than the big ones. They definitely shouldn't get a free pass. Oh, come on, that's rubbish. Uh, Small dogs are very, very friendly. You can't ban Bichon freezes or Chihuahuas. They're not aggressive at all. You're big dogs, they're aggressive. So uh, what happens next? What sort of dog do you have, Alex? I have a young boxer um, who's not the best at listening, I must say. Okay. Hey, thanks for being with us on that. (laughs) No, not a problem. Thank you. Very good there. That's uh, Community Board Member for Coast Award, uh, Christchurch, Alex Houston. But uh, nonetheless, certainly um, it's it's an issue uh, up and down the country, isn't it, whether or not to uh, or to what extent should dogs free roam as they say. Uh, all right, before we get into what I've been thinking, I would actually love to go around the panel because it hasn't been the topic of the last 24 or so hours and ask, I, um, I, I asked Alex there whether or not he supports lowering the voting age. And Jim, what do you think on this? I absolutely support it. Um, I have huge hopes for our young people and uh, a lot of the young people that I engage with, my kids are a bit older than 16 now, but even you know when they would bring their friends over, young people are really well aware of the world around them. Um, they have quite a lot of a clue. And I think back when I was 14 and anti the Springbok tour and caring about the Cold War and nuclear arms and all of those kinds of things, I think... You know, those young people have to pay taxes if they were working. They are impacted by government 
laws and regulations, they should definitely have a say. Okay, so strongly for, uh, that's Andrew Rahman lowering the age to 16. Peter Dunn. Well, I'm a wee bit sceptical for a number of reasons, but I don't think that's important. I think what's important is that we now have a proper informed public debate about the issue because the worst thing to do would be to make a change that doesn't have public support. I don't think that's likely, but I think we, we've got the time now to, to build uh, public support to answer some of the concerns and questions, and I think that's what the focus should be rather than rushing forward to try and sort of put it to a vote before we have an informed public because I think that's what makes it endure for the future. Pretty historic going to the Supreme Court, huh, Peter? Yeah, it is, and I, I'm, I'm, someone will know the answer to this question, but I can't think of another situation where the Bill of Rights has been used in this way. Mm. And it will be interesting to see whether this establishes a precedent for other causes, not to do with voting, but other causes where people feel that there's a breach of the Bill of Rights, get a declaratory judgment from the court, and then require Parliament to have to respond. And your personal reticence uh, on lowering the age because... Well, I'm not convinced yet that the case has been made. I'm not saying that there's not a case, but I'm just not convinced that we've heard it sufficiently to persuade people that it's a good idea. I'm really worried about the idea that you could sort of go ahead and lower it for, for local government because that's easier than for central government. It seems to me it's all or nothing because otherwise you're saying, well, one doesn't sort of have the same weight as the other. And I think that's part of our problem okay. with the relationship between the two anyway. Very good. Uh, kia ora to you, you both on that, by the way. Yeah, getting a lot of uh, pushback about the, uh, uh, the assertion that um, little dogs are friendly and need a free pass, no leash, no leash small dogs um, but we'll come back to that later anyway time for I've been thinking Anjum Raman what's your I've been thinking today yeah so I'm I wanted to just um, pay tribute to Leslie Elliott who's the mother of Sophie Elliott who um, people will remember died under some really awful circumstances I don't want to um, you know trigger people around some of the violence that was there but um you know, a woman who lost her daughter under those circumstances and then had to go through the absolute awfulness of that court case that was played out on the light, nightly news, um, for her to have the ability to get up and do the work that she did in schools and advocating around the teaching of consent and healthy relationships, um, I, I'm in such admiration of her and also feel like what a huge loss that is. And even now... Um, there's huge issues around um, the impact of porn, and I want to um, shout out to the classifications office for the work they're doing there, the rise of misogyny, that incel culture, Andrew Tate and so on, um, this culture that seeks to actively harm women. And we still need those champions like Leslie. Um, so she will be sorely... Are you there, Andrew? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, just uh, you got through that, and uh, an, an extraordinary uh, person in so many ways, and then go um, beyond that to help others, Anjum. Yes, yes, that that that's what was so critical, and as I was saying, it's it's still so important with. Um, the level of misogyny that we have um, and still a lot of issues around violence to women and that incel culture and so on. So, yeah, um, yeah we, we really need those champions. Very good. That's uh, Leslie Elliott, uh, the Dunedin domestic violence campaigner who died age 76 on 
Sunday. Uh, Peter Dunn, I've been thinking. Well, first of all, I totally agree with the comments about um, Leslie Elliott. She was very nearly the topic I chose to speak about as well, because I think she's a wonderful person. But I want to talk about a, a situation that's, I think, um, becoming increasingly serious, and that's the uh, in, the mounting revolution in Iran uh, and the bravery of the, the football team that uh, didn't sing the, 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 uh, the national anthem at the World Cup and the women actresses wearing the special armbands uh, as, as human rights in that country are coming more and more under threat. And it's relevant to New Zealand because we have a close relationship with Iran. We've got a trading relationship of about $120 million a year. We've had uh, diplomatic relations between the two countries for nearly half a century. And I think we are going to be called on more and more, just as we are with Ukraine, to take a stand about what's going on. I know we've cancelled, the government's cancelled the human rights dialogue that we have with Iran as, as, as a mark of its protest, but I think the pressure is going to go on countries like New Zealand uh, with significant domestic Iranian communities to do much more as this crisis unfolds and more people's human rights are impacted. You think we're not doing enough? I don't think we are at this stage. I think that there's more we can do in terms of both assisting uh, resettled families, I think in terms of being more vocal. I mean, we were compromised to some extent by those two New Zealanders that were in detention in, in Iran recently. But now that they've been released, I think we can be more vocal, just as we've been vocal along with other countries about the appalling situation in Ukraine. Very good. All right. Peter Dunn, Andrew Rahman uh, with me this afternoon, and there's lots to discuss. So we are kicking off with uh, residential property managers soon needing to be registered, trained, and licensed under new rules. That was unveiled today. Uh, and also, we are going to be talking about the snooker uh, tournament in Dunedin. But um, uh, there's been such a big response about. Little dogs. Uh, Wallace, the world is not yours. It belongs to all of us. I didn't say the world belonged to me. I just said little dogs do not need to be on leashes. They should run free. Big dogs, leashes. You're on the panel, RNZ National.